Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 39. Today, I'm going to be sharing the six secrets to less work and more life, because I truly believe it isn't about working harder. It's about working smarter. And I want you to be able to step away from your screen and step back into your life. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop-style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of The Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash gold digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey, 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 friends, it's Jenna Kutcher, and I'm so excited to be getting the chance and the opportunity to hang out with you today. So thank you for tuning in to the Gold Digger podcast. Today, I am really pumped to be sharing all about how to create workflows within your business. Now, here's the thing. I've been teaching this for the last few years and creating workflows is something that can totally transform your life. Notice how I didn't say transform your business because it'll do just that. But in turn, as you transform that business of yours, it's really going to change your life. Creating workflows allows you to work less and live more. And I think... Actually, I know that most of us desire to do just that. Now, when I first started my whole entrepreneurial journey, I had been working over 50 hours a week at a head retailer in the United States. And it was a really great job. I was working so hard. I was falling asleep at dinner time. I was driving home exhausted, working from sunup to sundown. And I knew in my gut that there had to be more to life than just that. Well, when I started my business, I had no idea that I was signing up for a very similar life of a lot of work. And so it quickly 
triggered that I needed to create systems in my business in order to actually allow me to work less and live more. Because that's the dream. A lot of us pursue our passions with that goal in mind. But a lot of times we will find ourselves caught up in the minutia of day-to-day tasks. So one of the biggest things I love to teach my students is how to create systems within your business. The truth is, most of our day-to-day operations don't vary much. We are constantly doing the same things over and over again, and yet we seldom stop to think about how we can increase our efficiency or create workflow systems that enable us to streamline our operations. To me, guys, it's all about working smarter and not harder. And that has been a giant focus on my team over the last year. So today, I am going to share six ways that I've created workflow systems that have not only made us more efficient, they've helped us with the whole work-life balance game. And if we really want to be honest and call it like it is, I think balance is a unicorn. I don't know if it fully exists day to day, but at the same time, if we're not working towards that, what in goodness name are we working towards? I don't even know if that made sense, but you're still with me. So let's dive on in. Number one, create templates. If you find yourself trying to reinvent the wheel every single time a client asks you a question or you're spending hours writing custom responses, I need you to stop. Templates are going to save your days. Seriously, the amount of time you are about to save is insane. We have over 40 templates being put to use in our business every single day from answering simple client questions to setting up things like podcast interviews or consults with our wedding clients. Now, it's so important to just sit down hammer out some templates so that you can step away from the computer and get back to life. Templates are also a giant lifesaver when the time comes to get a team. So if you have templates, your team is already going to have all these built-in awesome responses that are in your brand, your tone, your messaging, and your voice, which is pretty cool, right? So one way to help you create templates is to take a look at your outbox. So sent emails that you sent. And I want you to just go through the top 50 and just mark down which emails are very similar or answering the same questions or responding to your inquiries. And I want for you to start tallying things up because you're very quickly going to see that there's a lot of the same stuff coming through. And while you might think that you can quickly whip up a custom response, chances are you're dropping the ball on having your messaging be on point or you're missing important steps that give the overall brand experience that you're desiring. Now, templates might feel impersonal. And I've had a lot of people say, well, gosh, I don't want to do templates because I want every client to feel special and loved on. But here's the thing. You can create templates that allow room and space for that. All of our templates give my team the opportunity to customize our response based on the initial inquiry. And so we agree. Like, I love having a custom feel to our responses. But at the same point, if we're sending out similar emails day to day to day, it's time to just sit down and hammer out a few responses that can be saved as templates in order to save you time. Now, a lot of times we're like, yeah, 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 I'll get around to that. But friend, if you are wasting your time today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day, 
that time is going to add up to be way more time than it's actually going to take for you to just sit down and create some awesome templates. So easy, right? So one thing we've been doing within our team is just having a running Google Drive folder so that we can see, okay, here's some things that we can create templates for that's going to ease up our time in the inbox, as well as deliver really clear messaging to the people that we are responding to. So create templates, friends. It is going to save so much of your time, and it's also going to enable your current team or your future team to know exactly how you would respond if given a single question. Number two is map out workflows. Now, so many things in our business require multiple steps in order to complete them. When we actually sat down and said, these 10 things must happen in order for XYZ, we were able to create repeatable workflow patterns that we could all stick to. Better yet, add those workflows into a management software like Asana or Trello, and you can check each item off of your list as you complete them. You'd be surprised at how many steps a simple task can take, but honestly, if you sit down to map it all out, you're going to have a repeatable system that you can use over and over and over again. So for instance, we wrote down a workflow for how we deliver our wedding day images. And it starts the night of the wedding when we send a thank you email with a few sneak peeks. Then we send an email telling them what's next, then goes to the blog, then goes to the Facebook, then we upload their gallery, then we send their gallery, et cetera, et cetera. And we started to see, oh my goodness, there's like 10 steps to this process. Why don't we just create a workflow that we can repeat for every single client? to ensure that every client gets the same branded, awesome experience. For us, it's saving us because we can see each step that needs to be done and the order it needs to be completed in. And it's also ensuring that client A gets the same experience as client B and client C and so on. While you might think, well, I just have this system and it's not broken, so I'm just going to keep doing it. That's awesome. But if you can simplify that system and just create a simple checklist, my goodness, you're never going to be wondering where you're at or spending time reacclimating yourself to a project. That's huge. Our team over here, we use Trello. And we love it. It's been such a cool workflow tool because we can have boards so I can see what my team's working on, what their priorities are. We can send documents back and forth. And it's just been a really nice way for them to see what my priorities are and for me to help them prioritize their time each week. Number three is all about experimentation. If you've ever heard me talk about business, I love to think of everything as an experiment. That way, it's not a success nor a failure. It's just it either worked or maybe it didn't quite work and we can make it better. One of the best things you can possibly do is experiment within your own business. So if you have an idea of something that might simplify your process, test it out. We're constantly thinking of new systems or filters that we can use to help us streamline our communication process. You cannot be resistant to change. Your business and your needs are going to be constantly evolving. So it's important to keep an open mind and encourage your team to come to you with new ideas or ways you can innovate. I am always asking my team, what are you working on this week? What work are you enjoying the most? What are gaps we could fill in that we are missing? What are your three biggest priorities this week? It's 
all super important that we're constantly challenging ourselves and our systems to experiment. So if I see something that keeps popping up in the inbox, I'll reach out to my team and say, hey guys, I keep noticing this. Is there something that we could do to clarify or make it clear or walk people through the steps in order to do so? And we're constantly trying to test different ways of communicating it, whether it is through a freebie or a page on our website or through a series of emails or even an autoresponder. We've really been trying to crack the code on how we can streamline all of the facets of my business because we're constantly getting inquiries for different parts of it. So I'll get podcast interviews mixed in with wedding requests, mixed in with graphic requests, whatever that is. And we're constantly just thinking of ways we can experiment in order to make the process super smooth for the inquiry, as well as super smooth for our team, because our time is not best spent in email. So speaking of that, number four is outsourcing. Now, a lot of times people are resistant to outsourcing. And if you've tuned into this podcast, you've heard me talk so many times about why I think it is absolutely critical. There are probably 10 places in your business right now where you could be outsourcing currently. I know I know you're afraid of the money, but the truth is, is that you have a max and you're likely sitting at that max thinking how you can possibly take on one more client. Or if you do, you might combust. When I finally opened my hands and my pocketbook to the idea of outsourcing, I started experiencing an insane amount of freedom. In that freedom, I was creative again. I was given rest. I had credibility So the more I outsource to the right people, the better I am at my job. We are constantly thinking of ways we can evolve and add to our team so that each person is focusing on two big things, where they are most passionate about and where they are driving the bottom line the most. We always talk about starting small and working big. So whether that looks like hiring an intern or training in a virtual assistant or even picking up help on sites like Fiverr, whatever it looks like for you, chances are you probably need some help. So I wanted to share a few different ideas around outsourcing because so many people are so resistant to it. And trust me, I was one of them. Now, if you can take a look at your day-to-day activities and make a list, maybe just tomorrow when you start your day, I want for you to just have a running list of what you're spending your time on. So maybe block it off hour by hour and then write in the items that you're spending time on. Within that list, I want for you to circle the things that you absolutely love doing or that you know only you could do it in a certain way. And I want for you to cross off items that you know someone else might be able to assist you with. Now, here's the thing. You're going to think that only you can do these things right because I thought that too. But true leadership and running your business like you are a CEO requires the ability to tell yourself that other people can handle things just as well as you can. You have to learn how to put your trust in other people in order to free yourself up to focus in your genius spots. So for me, I started super small when it came to outsourcing. The first thing I ever outsourced was image editing. 
And I remember thinking, gosh, no, I can't do that. This is part of my process. I'm the photographer. I need to be in control from start to finish. But here's the thing. I like editing, but I don't like editing 800 images after a wedding. And so I kept on the part that I still enjoyed, which was what I would preview on my blog or in a slideshow. And then I would outsource the rest. And that gave me an extra 20 hours per week minimum. Now, with those 20 hours per week, I could book another session. I could hang out with Drew. I could mentor a photographer. I could create more education. I could do all kinds of things with those 20 hours. And so if I believe the lie that those 20 hours weren't worth the $200 I was paying to outsource my editor, man, I am not running my business like a CEO. I am an employee within my business. So the next thing I outsourced, it took me a solid two years to get to that point, was hiring on Caitlin, who is my right-hand girl. We hate the term assistant, but she is involved in pretty much every facet of my business. Caitlin helps with emails. She sets up blog posts. She schedules these podcast episodes. She does so many things, including content creation and launch support. But one of the biggest ways that she serves my business is in helping with the inbox and things like templates help free her up so that she can get out of the inbox and get back to where she serves best. So when it comes to outsourcing, I really want for you to challenge yourself to sit down, map out where you're spending your time, calculate how much it would cost for you to get a little bit of help and what you could do with the time that you are saving in order to make more money. And you're going to see that it'll likely be a profitable decision, if not a prosperous one, where you're actually living a little bit more. That sounds good. So do that for me. I can't wait to hear what you think when it comes to outsourcing. I know you're going to be resistant, but I also know it can totally change the game for you. Number five is one of my favorite things that I picked up over the last year, and that is create a resource library. Okay, so maybe you're not totally ready to outsource. Maybe my spiel didn't totally captivate you and get you really excited to go hire someone. Don't worry, it takes time. But what would it look like if you started creating a resource library, if not for a future team, but for yourself? So what does this mean? I want for you to create a working document of email templates, create a page of your brand voice. So terms that you love to use, greetings you use, things you love to say, ways that you encourage people, different things like that. And then I also want for you to record yourself doing tasks that you do every single day and explain them. We use a program called ScreenFlow. So it records your computer screen and your voice. And this will allow you to walk through your processes and explain what you're doing, why you're doing it and how to access that. Now, we started creating a resource library and we're always adding to it. And I bet you're like, well, why are you doing this? Because we know that my team is only going to grow. So instead of having a giant and steep learning curve for a new employee, what if there was a folder with video after video on us doing the tasks? What if you could learn without the fear of forgetting because you had a resource to walk you step by step through the project? Chances are your team is not going to be with you forever. And so it's important to know and understand and be able to train someone new if and when the time comes to have a new hire. 
A resource library is a brilliant way to start setting yourself up for success so that you don't find yourself in a bind. And better yet, you can attach videos you record to the workflows that you've created in Asana or Trello so that when the time comes to add to your team, you've already got your training materials created. So this year, we're looking at expanding my team. We're all just kind of working at our capacity and we know that we need to get more help. And so what we're doing is we're really working on the resource library. So we're recording when we're doing things like creating a new blog post or search engine optimizing our blog posts or strategically pinning. We're recording all these things with our voices, walking it through so that if anyone's on vacation or a maternity leave, or we're onboarding a new employee, we are able to say, hey, we need you to take over this part of the business and here is how we're currently doing it and here's how you can do it. And that way, it's not this pressure situation to remember, you know, to be taught once and forget it. We've re-accessed so many videos because people do things all differently. And so it's so nice to have the clean, clear version of what the team needs to be doing and how to do it. How awesome is that? It's also so important that you make sure you know exactly what your employees are doing and how they're doing them. So if you have any turnover, you can fill that position and make sure that no balls are dropped in the process. Now, my team has been with me the whole time. I'm so thankful for that. We've all been working together for about a year and it's a mix of contractors and then Caitlin. And so we all kind of know how each other works, but it's so beneficial to create something like a resource source library, just save it in a Dropbox folder or Google Drive folder and have that so that if there are any questions on how to do something or how you do it specifically, you can just upload it and give it to your team so that they can see your exact process and make sure that they are doing it correctly. All right, we're on to number six. So know where your best resource, which is your time, is being spent. It's so key in determining potential areas for outsourcing or identifying areas that might need to be tightened up from a workflow standpoint. So we are facing this right now in my business. Even after outsourcing emails and having 40 templates as a team, we are still spending too much time in the inbox. So we're deciding to separate our email lists even more, setting up autoresponders for emails that don't necessarily need a personal individual response. And we're figuring out how we can get ourselves in and out of the inbox without spending hours a day in that. Now, this has been something really hard for me to navigate because we have so many different inquiries each day. And what we are finding is that Caitlin was spending so many hours trying to sift through them, to forward on the ones that I'm interested in to me, to respond for all of the incredible fan mail we get and to really just keep the brand standard on point. And I was spending like full days in the inbox and just kind of chasing my tail there. But when I'm doing that, it's really holding me back from being able to create resources and teach live trainings and record podcast episodes. And so 
what we've been doing is really trying to figure out what areas of our business can we automate and which ones do we need to sit down and write responses to because we really genuinely want to do that. We just have to be so thoughtful in what that looks like. And so we're constantly trying to explore new ways to create better workflows within the business so that everyone is keeping up with their tasks and we are all on the same page when it comes to what needs to be done, when does it need to be completed, and how can we support one another. So let's run through those six again. Number one is creating templates. Again, I just challenge you to go through your email, see what you're sending out time and time again, start creating those templates. If you sat down for two hours, you could hammer out at least a few templates that would save you hours at the end of the day. Number two is map out your workflows. So whatever you're doing and repeating within your business, sit down and write down all of the steps it takes in order to get it from start to finish. So we have workflows for podcast episodes, for wedding clients, for blogging, for courses, for launches. We have workflows for all of these things. And it really just helps us all stay on the same page and help each other out to complete the tasks as well. Number three is experiment. Man, you did not jump into this business to think that everything was going to be black or white. Let's make a little gray. Let's try things out. Let's have fun and see what we can do to simplify the process. Come up with new systems, test out new filters, whatever that looks like for you. Have fun with it, but really challenge yourself to think about where you're spending your time so that you can experiment and see if something might become a giant time saver for you. Number four is outsourcing. Again, you might not be ready to fully invest in outsourcing, but I really challenge you to look at your business from the standpoint of a CEO and not as an employee. One of the best things that I always think about is, am I working on my business or am I working in my business? If I'm working in my business, it's really taking away from the time that is needed in order to grow my business the way I want to grow it. I need to be working on it more than I need to be working in it. Number five is create a resource library. Sit down this week as you're doing tasks that you do over and over and over again. Record them on your screen, drop them into a Google Drive folder, label them so that if and when you hire a team, they have a library waiting for them that will show them exactly what you need them to do and how you do it. How awesome is that? And lastly, start tracking your time. It's pretty funny, but a lot of times we totally negate how much time we're actually spending on certain tasks. So while we might like to say like, oh, a blog only takes me an hour. If you were to set a timer and hammer it out and get it ready and get the photos in and all those things, how much time is it really taking you? We did this with email. That is where we saw our struggle being. That is where we started to brainstorm and experiment. And that is what is helping drive us knowing where our best resource is being spent and knowing where we are serving our business best is both ways that we are really ensuring that each team member is serving the business in a way that is really keeping them fired up and passionate, but also driving the bottom line. So you didn't become an entrepreneur to work for yourself 24-7. In fact, I am positive that when you dreamt of this life as a dream chaser, you dreamt about freedom. 
one of the best ways you can incorporate freedom into your life is getting serious about creating workflows within your business that you, your team, or a new hire can complete. Yes, my friend, it is going to take time to set it all up and jot it all down, but time is going to pass anyways. What do I think? I think it is time to start focusing on working smarter and not harder so that you can get back to less work and more life. So I am so excited to see how you are incorporating these workflows into your business, how you can simplify, how you can streamline, how you can get some of this work off of your plate so that you can get back to doing what it is that you love to do. I can't wait to hear how this changes your business. I am so thankful you've tuned in. And until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. You gold digging dream chaser, you.